Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to be tuning. uh, Wow, having you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you so much for all of the above. And yeah, check us out. Go to the Dr. Pat Show or Transformation Talk Radio. And that's the drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com. Yeah, I'm introducing all of you to someone who's on a mission. He's on a mission. And, you know, if he's anything like me, which I know he is, because he and I have spent some time together, we know what it's like to be on a mission. We know what it's like to grow up in an era where, yep, if you weren't on a mission, you just weren't. But today, what is the mission that Nicholas Vasily is on? Yes, his name is very much similar. It's with a V. I'm Dr. Pat Vasily. This is Nicholas Vasily with a V. I don't know. Maybe there is some kind of kindred connection, but here's what it is. You know, for over 40 years, a professional career, helping people, Thousands of them, whether that's in individual and group sessions, uh, trained, untold members, therapists, helped to create the foundation. So for so many, many, many of the group dynamics now used throughout America, this is just a little bit about who he is. Whether he is working in modalities that we now know are so powerful, you know, talking about hypnosis, mind reprogramming, which is now NLP whether it's looking at psychodrama or whether it's looking at sensitivity training, which he and I went through. I went through that in the 60s. Uh, Or resistance stretching or transcendental meditation. All of the above. What is this about? It's about raising levels of awareness. Raising uh, levels of awareness. And that's what he is all about. Whether you know him as someone that has been prominent in the mental health field or someone that is now passionate and has always been about passionate about the country we live in, the United States of America. But today, today, beyond the autobiography he wrote, today he's on a mission. And the mission he's on is to raise a level of awareness. And what an amazing way to do that by a must-see theatrical experience, the United States of China. It is the United States. It's a full-length play. It's going to be opening up in Seattle. Preview on the 7th of July. We can tell you about it. Uh, but it's more than a unique theatrical experience. You're going to hear from Nicholas today talk about what this really is about. Now, you heard us in the previous hour talking about awakening and waking up. We are waking up to so many things in our lives today. We really are. We really are. We're looking at you know, we're looking at our doctor appointments and we're asking ourselves, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not finished telling you about what's going on with me as the doctor walks out of the room and we're saying there's something wrong with this picture. But how about the rest of our lives? What is it that Nicholas has now put down on paper, which is now going to be theatrical experience? You could probably think of where is that going to be? We're going to tell you. So today, here it is. We're going to hear it from the guy, from the man who's done pretty much everything that most of us dream about doing in one lifetime, and it now loves America so much that he's saying, hello, I'm knocking on your door. Is anybody home? Nicholas, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Dr. Pat. You're on a mission. I like that. I got on a mission in 2004, you know, after being brought to my knees. Uh, I get to be on a mission now every day. But you really are on a mission. You have been compelled to tell a story. Uh, I would love to, I, I wish there was a minute that I could be inside your brain. 
but I cannot. So today we're going to do the best we can, Nicholas. I, I hope you wouldn't get inside my brain because sometimes it's going to be very cluttered and very uh, caught up with a thousand details because anyone who is crazy enough to try and produce a play should have his head examined because of the work involved. It's really an enormous task. I'm not talking about writing a play or directing it. I'm talking about the production and the loan. There are countless details that go into it, and it's never-ending. I finish the day with a list of 35, 40 things that I've done, and I check them off, and I wake up in the morning and look at my new list, and there's 65 things to do. So that's part of the mission, and and I can't... uh, put that across in, in strong enough language. Um, it, it's not as simple as some people who go to a theater and see a play or a movie think it is. It's it's much more complex than that. Well, it is, because I know what it's like just to put this show on, Absolutely. let alone a network that we have now in expansion. You know, I think folks know uh, that you know, I get to show up in any part in a day, so do you, but there's a team behind us. But this has to be a labor of love for you. Because just like it is for me, Nicholas, because I wouldn't get up and do it every day if it wasn't. So what is is the labor of love for you really about? Well, I'm 79 years old. I have led a wonderful life. Um, For some strange reason, as a very young child, nobody told me that I couldn't just go ahead and do things that pop into my mind. And so I started doing things, and I've been doing it all my life. And three and a half years ago, I sat in my office and uh, was feeling very uneasy. Um, And I asked myself, what's wrong? And I said, what's wrong is I'm not happy in my life in America. Something is very wrong, deadly wrong. And I looked back on it, and I thought about my earlier years. I grew up during the Depression and during the Second World War, when the United States of America was a United States of America. I remember during the war as a child collecting paper and tin and doing a victory garden and so many things, and everyone was involved. It was a cause for every person, man, woman, and child in America. And later, after the war, I served as a Korean vet, and uh, there was a similar sense of dedication, though less so. But as the years have gone by, uh, slowly the United States of America has become polarized and paralyzed to the point where things are not getting done and we're left in the hands of leaders who are quacks, liars, thieves, lunatics, people who have their own personal agendas. They're not facing up to the real problems of our society. And as a result, we're in great danger. And so my passion is this is a wake-up call to America. That's what the United States of China is about. It's mm-hmm. not about a conflict between China and America. It's about the conflict within all of us. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's what it's all about. I love it. I can hear it in your voice. And, you know, here I got an email from someone, and I want to share it with you. It, it's not directly related to this, but it really talks about what, you're, what we're getting ready to jump into today. Uh, it's an email from someone that said, you know, I have, a, I have a, a son, and I have a son who has absolutely no memory. Are you ready for this? Stay tuned. You ready? No memory of a white male president. I got an email. My son has no memory of that. And I thought, holy cow, that is correct. And then goes on to say that now we're talking about a woman. So we're not even talking about politics here. But what else are we building that people don't have a memory of? And one of the things she also said to me, we don't have a memory of made in the USA. Let's take a short break, everyone. When we come back, we're going to talk about what that means. What does that even mean when I said to her, what else doesn't your son have a memory of? She says, yeah, that's it. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to tell you about a play that's opening up. We're going to tell you how you can get tickets for it, give you a website, all of the above. Uh, We're taking your calls and your questions throughout the show today. 1-800-930-2819. When we come back, Nicholas, Nicholas is going to take us on a journey. You know, what is this play about? What is it asking us to engage in? And what is the call to action? Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back with my very special guest today, Nicholas Vasily. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
everyone. This is Dr. Pat. I wanted to tell you about a new, powerful, and compelling play by Nicholas Vasily. Coming to Seattle July 8th at the Palladium at Hales Brewery, the United States of China. On one hand, a dedicated American patriot who would give her life for her country. On the other hand, someone who has been battling the injustice and corruption of America most of her life. And she is as confused as any American could be about what she truly believes in. My play, The United States of China, is about the trial of Miriam Hopkins, who is a metaphor for all that America stands for. This is more than a play experience, it's a movement. It's a movement to create a new level of awareness. Knowledge is power, and we are powerful. Get your tickets today at americathestrong.com. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformations talk radio my play the united states of china is about the trial of Miriam hopkins who is a metaphor for all that america stands for it's the year 2018 america has become the united states of china we've owed china trillions of dollars we cannot pay consequently we default how long do you think it will take this financial empire to crash and crumble. Just like that. This is more than a play experience. It's a movement, a movement to create awareness and empower people to be in action. We are strong together. We will always prevail. Get your tickets today at americathestrong.com. Francine Vale is a being of light. She believes that all people of planet Earth are as well. As co-host of the Angel Healer radio show, Francine teaches you heart-centered ways to manifest healing on your own behalf and how to integrate love more fully into your daily life. Connect with your angels as you find your life flowing with ease and harmony. Walk the path of light with Francine and Dr. Pat Basili every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have you here. The United States of China, a theatrical experience written by and uh, produced. And I'm telling you, we're going to talk about what that journey is like when you say yes to creating something like this. What is this new full-length play created by Nicholas Vasily all about? Well, Seattle, preview on the 7th of July. We're going to tell you more about this. Um, but in order for someone to take on a passion and a purpose, I mean, many of you have heard me talk about what it was that I said yes to 13 years ago, but I rarely talk about what it means to keep this network on air. Someone said to me, Pat, why don't you talk about it? Well, I'll tell you why, because I think Nicholas is going to share a little bit of this of what does it mean to step out in the world and do something nobody else is doing. Nicholas, it's great to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Tell us what this play is really about and what are some of the challenges? What were some of the obstacles that you well, ran before, into to get this thing going? I go into the, before I go into the obstacles, let me tell you what it's about, really, because yeah, that's tell a us confusing about. point. A lot of people looking at the title, The United States of China, are mm-hmm. going to assume it's about a conflict between China and America. That's not what it's about. The play could easily have been written about a conflict between America and uh, Iran, America and North Korea, America and the Native American Indians. It could have been any number of things. The real 
meaning of the play is centered on the conflict within human beings themselves, within all of American citizens, what um, former President Carter might have called, easily called, the crisis of confidence. The average person wants to believe in his country. The average person gets a lump in his throat when he gets up and sings Star Spangled Banner. Uh, we, we have a sense of country, but we're not acting upon it. We've been led so far afield that we're no longer engaged in what we would otherwise think of as a democracy, a free democratic nation. We've gone far away from that. And the play focuses on this, this conflict between the human being and himself, what he believes in and what he's acting upon. And the central figure in the play, a woman named Miriam Hopkins, a former U.S. terrorist who believed in her country and loved her country and would have died for her country, but recognized that her country had lost its direction and was doing things that were appalling, and she could no longer stand it and decided to fight up against it. So she was arrested as a terrorist. She escaped, and when America became the United States of China in the year 2018, she then turns on China and becomes an anti-Chinese terrorist, again working on the conflict within herself. What does she believe in? Does she believe in an America, or does she believe in a country that simply has gone far away from what its ideals were supposed to be about? And that's the true nature of the play. It's about every single detail in our lives that happens. Yesterday, I walked across my, a street. The light was green in my favor. I was halfway across the street, and a car came barreling toward me at about 20 miles above the speed limit. I could see the guy with the cell phone in his hand talking. He was not aware of the light or anything else. Had there been a woman with a carriage and two children in it, they would have been killed by this lunatic. That's what the play is about. The play is also about the fact that right here in Seattle, in the midst of all of this great wealth, all of these marvelous corporations, the trillion-dollar corporations, the Microsoft and the Amazon.coms and the Boeings, we have the highest ratio of homelessness in America. Yeah. It's raising, it must be up 35% in the last year, right in America. Going back to the Second World War, when our veterans returned home, you didn't see them carrying cardboard signs on street corners. Today you see that, along with the hopelessness and the homelessness. That's what the play is about. The play is about the fact that the theater here in Ballard in Seattle, the Taproot Theater, refused to rent space to us because they didn't like what the play was involved with. They didn't think it was appropriate, so they decided to take us back to the McCarthy era of censorship. That's mm. what the play is about. So it's not about China and America. It's about us as individuals and the role we play in our lives and in the life of America. I, I want to ask you a question. When, uh, what, were they, what do you mean censorship? Give, give me a sense of that. Now, for me, I'm an independent radio host. This is an independent uh, network. Uh, but if this is not one of the top, uh, well, I don't even know what they are, the top three media organizations. So we buy our airtime, which means we own our airtime. Uh, we can't cuss on air because we're FCC regulated. So can you give me an, what do you mean by censor? Because that, that's just hit me a little bit sideways right there. The theater, the arts, are, okay. the last, are the last bastion of freedom in America. If right. we cannot say what we feel and think and what we believe in on a stage or in front of a camera, then we're really in trouble. And we are in trouble. Back we in are, the because 50s, we can't, by the way. Right. Back yeah, in the 50s, no. McCarthyism you know, overran the theater and the motion picture industry. Tens of thousands of people were put out of work because they were afraid to talk what they, about what they felt. They were not allowed to. A person like Lenny Bruce could not get on stage and do his routine. Paul Robeson, a great patriotic America, was banned from singing on stage because of censorship. People didn't like what these people were saying, so they said, you cannot say it in America, free and democratic America based on the Constitution of Freedom of Rights of Every Citizen. Today, that exists right here in Ballard and Seattle with the Taproot Theater. They refuse to rent a theater to us because our play is inappropriate for their audience. So they're going to moralize you know, for their audience wow. and tell them what they should be listening to and thinking about and feeling. That's what the play is about. All Doesn't of this things. bring you back kind of to, uh, to the, you and I old days back in the city, back in New York a little bit? 
Oh, and, completely. you know, what I'm really struck by is I'm struck by, and many people don't know this. We look at New York and we think, oh, so progressive. Uh, but then we forget about things like this is Pride Month. So we forget about things like, oh, what happened down in the West Village that one time when the police raided a gay, gay bar and started to bash people and so forth and so on. Yeah. You know, how do we take a, a situation which is really critical from a human, human uh, humanity point of view, which you're doing, and how do we get that message into the hands of people? You're right. It is a the only way we, the only way we can through the arts. That's what it's always been. Exactly. That's, again, that's been the last bastion of freedom throughout our history, where the artist, the musician, the painter, whether it be Picasso or whether it be any actor or singer or dancer, gets on a stage before an audience or in front of a camera and expresses through their free will and their right as a citizen to feel and think and express who they are. That's well, i got to tell you, they, they almost strapped uh, Georgia O'Keeffe up to a pole and burned her as a witch for some of her paintings, okay? Of course, of course. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful paintings, but they were, they were one step to sexual, right? Exactly, um, and we're still right. in the midst of that again, and that's my whole point, that right here in this free and democratic society in a city like Seattle, which mm -hmm. is considered to be a very liberal place, mm -hmm. we have the same thing going on. That's what mm -hmm. the play is about. So I want to talk with you uh, about, you know, you know, the play is going to bring some things to the forefront, right? And right. the play is also going to present s scenarios for people. Tell me about the casting process, because this is a production, and it is going to highlight it, you know, some of the things we're talking about today. But I can imagine, I mean, you went through that just to get a theater. What was casting like for you? Very, very difficult. I had no idea that it would be so difficult, because when I went on the uh, listings for actors, which is part of a Therapeutic mm -hmm. Sounds uh, program, and they have about 2,800 actors listed. Just about all of the actors in Seattle are listed there. I would have assumed that there would have been 80 to 120 Asian-American actors. I was shocked to find there were only several dozen. Um, when I asked some learned Asian-American colleagues and friends in the theater why this was, they looked at me and they said, well, Asian-Americans are not bringing their families here to have their children become struggling artists. They want them to be doctors, lawyers, and engineers. So there are very, very few Asian-American actors in, in Seattle. And as a result of that, those few are booked up solidly. They're working constantly. So casting this was a very difficult and long process mm -hmm. and made the process of finding a venue even more difficult because you can't book a venue without a cast. Right, you can't. Well, you know, one of the things, we're going to take a short break. One of the things I want to tell everybody about is, and let's take a moment to do this if we could, what is the best way, first of all, Nicholas, for folks to find out more about you, more about the play, and then also how might they get tickets? Be happy to talk about it. You let me know when. Right now. Let's do it okay. now. We'll do it again when we come back. Okay. Um, there are, we have a website. We are listed with Facebook, Twitter, um, all of the um, social media networks have the United States of China up there, and I'm sure you have all the yep. um, links to it that you yep. could share with the public. I'll give those out when we come back. And awesome. we are And should I tell them about ticket sales? Yes, please. We're selling through brown um, paper tickets right here in Seattle, a wonderful group that... Uh, really expedite matters, and tickets are going on sale as of tomorrow. Um, tickets are $25, um, and there's a discount for all veterans, seniors, students, and members of Theatre Puget Sound. And we're offering a very special early bird discount for the first week of ticket sales. Anyone who purchases two tickets to the play will get a third ticket free. Awesome. We're going to take a short break, everyone. When we come back, we're going to talk with Nicholas uh, about, you know, what is it about this venue? Where is it going to be? And what is the public saying or not? Or maybe what does Nicholas actually expect the public to say? <laughs> Stay tuned, everybody. We got lots to talk about, more about the play, more about the goal and the vision. Uh, we'll be right back with the show.
My play, The United States of China, is about the trial of Miriam Hopkins, who is a metaphor for all that America stands for. It's the year 2018. America has become the United States of China. We've owed China trillions of dollars. We cannot pay. Consequently, we default. How long do you think it will take this financial empire to crash and crumble? Just like that. This is more than a play experience. It's a movement, a movement to create awareness and empower people to be in action. We are strong together. We will always prevail. Get your tickets today at americathestrong.com. Get ready to rid yourself of all that is weighing you down and holding you back from living the life you want for yourself. Coming Clean, The Art of Transparency with Katherine Moss is a hit show for women in recovery who are ready to live life on purpose. Tune in and let Katherine help you live your truth one day at a time. Live each Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Pat. I wanted to tell you about a new, powerful, and compelling play by Nicholas Vasily. Coming to Seattle July 8th at the Palladium at Hales Brewery, the United States of China. On one hand, a dedicated American patriot who would give her life for her country. On the other hand, someone who has been battling the injustice and corruption of America most of her life. And she is as confused as any American could be about what she truly believes in. My play, The United States of China, is about the trial of Miriam Hopkins, who is a metaphor for all that America stands for. This is more than a play experience. It's a movement. It's a movement to create a new level of awareness. Knowledge is power, and we are powerful. Get your tickets today at americathestrong.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Never knew that it could mean so much, so much. You're the fear. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's great to have you here. And let me just give out some information for those of you out there. Um, If you want to find out more about this Facebook, uh, United States of China 2016, you can find it there. Uh, For Twitter, it is US of China 2016. You can find that there. Um, And, you know, anyone that's ordering tickets, uh, you can certainly go ahead and do that. I think there is an early bird special, which I'm going to double check on here. Uh, And again, uh, we're talking about opening night, July 8th. Lots of information that you'll be able to find on the website, of course. Uh, As I said, the website is theusofchina.com. Go check that out. Now, there's a reason that we're talking about this is because you may hear that and think, wow, this is what the play is about. Well, it may be about that, but probably not. And that's why Nicholas is joining us here today. Nicholas Vasily, this is his vision, his dream. And this is no small undertaking. It is a production to get a message out there. This is the way things were done, by the way, for those of you that are tuning in that are kind of, you know, maybe a little bit young to figure this out. But this is what we call old school. And the reason we call it old school is because I grew up in New York City, so did Nicholas, And plays and theater, that was the way that messages were brought to the forefront. Many, many messages. You know, a play like uh, uh, West Side Story, you would think, wow, that's a great. No, there's a message in that play, okay? 
And so this is really now Nicholas saying, wait a minute, we've got a message. This is the way it's going to come to life. One of the ways. Uh, And we also would like to give away a pair of tickets. Let's do that now. 1-800-930-2819. We'd love to give away a pair of tickets. You know, Nicholas, let's talk about how the heck did you go through those challenges and, you know, how did you actually get this to act, to be real, to actually be happening? Well, the, the second <clears throat> problem after the casting problem was solved was finding a venue. And as uh-huh. I mentioned, we uh, were negotiating with Taproot Theater, who then decided they would not rent to us. And uh, we were lost in space. We were in rehearsal with no venue. And then Serendipity stepped in and I got an email which was just what I was dreaming of, oh. from the Cornish Playhouse, formerly the Intamin Theater, which is right in Seattle Center, one of the primary theatrical venues in the state of Washington. And they told me they had a last-minute cancellation in July, and lo and behold, we had a venue at one of the greatest theaters in this city. And uh, we are so deeply grateful for that. In fact, as soon as I finish this interview, we're going to have a production meeting up Cornish. And um, I should mention about opening night is um, on the 8th of July, which is a Friday. And following the performance, we're holding a reception, which will be a champagne reception, a free champagne reception for all all the people who come to the event. So we're hoping we'll get a full house for that opening night. Excellent. Um, uh, I, I, I'm listening to you talk about that, and uh, it, it's fascinating that, you know, you wait, you have an idea, you then bring the idea to life, then you take action about the idea, then you run into challenges. Uh, we did the same thing with the Dr. Pat show. I mean, honestly, nobody really was interested in positive conscious talk radio 14 years ago, for sure. Um and then off you go and you put things into place. Uh, I can hear both gratitude uh, in, in what you're sharing because, my gosh, what a great, great letter to get from Cornish, right? H- how, how did your heart open up right there? Well, I, I'm, always <clears throat> I'm always expecting something wonderful to happen. I, I follow a basic pattern of belief, which is start by believing in yourself. Your instinct kicks in, and then the universe speaks to you. I've never seen that fail in all of my life. Yeah. And uh, I tell that to clients who sit with me to deal with their problems. I uh, told that to my children. I'm beginning to tell it to my grandchildren. And I certainly follow that, and it works. I, I mm-hmm. you go full steam ahead. Believe in yourself, instinct kicks in, the world, the universe opens up its doors and says, here we are, let's go through it with us. And that's what happened. Yeah. One of the things I was really struck by when I first talked with you about this is the understanding about, uh, oh, thank you, Benny. Oh, Benny just told us we've got the pair of tickets are gone. Thank you. Thank you who, uh, for calling in all y'all. Thank you so much. Um, Uh, One of the things I'm really struck by is uh, how willing we must become to create the change. You know, we can have that Gandhi quote, right? Be the change you want to see, right? Mm -hmm. But but, but it's like, yeah, you can be that change, but then you have to do something about the change, right? Oh, yeah. There's the the big difference. Believing in something requires acknowledgement. Yeah, that, that, that's the second step. You can talk all day long about believing <laughs> in something, but if you don't acknowledge it by your actions, then it's pretty worthless. Um, mm-hmm. And it's always been that way. Uh, if you ask the average person, if you were yep. uh, sit outside your uh, on a street somewhere with a chair and take a poll of people walking by all day long and ask them, um, do you believe in kindness? Mm-hmm. Do you believe in forgiveness? Do you believe in caring? Do you believe in responsible concern, of course, almost everyone's going to say yes, 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 yes. But how many people act upon that on a daily basis? That's the difference. And again, that's what the play is really about, what we believe in as opposed to what we're actually living daily. And uh, it centers on this one individual 
who is totally caught up in this conflict. She would give her life for her country. At the same time, she detested, detests what is going on in the country. And she has to try and resolve this conflict, and she does it in her own way. And that's what the story is really about. And the ending, by the way, and for those of you who come to the play, please don't reveal the ending to others, because I think you'll be in for quite a surprise. And certainly the ending will prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that this conflict is not about China and America. Yeah, it really isn't. Um, I remember um, I remember Nicholas, I can't remember what year it was, but I, it goes back a few years. And I remember that uh, we were watching um, Kathy Lee Gifford at the time, and I'm not sure what she was doing, but somehow she was in the fashion industry and she did not know that the clothes, uh, that, that her line of fashion, right, that she was putting out, it was brought to her attention that the clothes that were being made and sold at a very high end were being put together by eight-year-olds or something like that. And, and that is an example to me about, wait a minute, did she do that intentionally? Probably not. What did she do after she found out she took action? But it's that kind of thing where we're not willing to become aware. We're not willing to become aware. Now, I will say this, that there are things that are going to happen that are going to make us more aware, and it's not going to be so pretty. So here's a simple example. I want you to comment on this. I order a, a, a coffee maker, right? Making a coffee thing, right? So I order a new coffee maker, and I get the coffee maker. So in the coffee maker, right? The coffee maker is like, it smells horrible. Horrible. You get the coffee. Coffee maker smells horrible. I'm not going to mention the brand, but if you Google it, it's out there. You'll find it. So you come in the plastic. You take the plastic. You're washing, you're washing, you're washing. You're putting bleach, ammonia, whatever. You think you're going to get rid of the smell. You don't get rid of the smell. You call the manufacturer and you say, can you send me another coffee maker that is not made in the place that this coffee maker is made? Do you have any way to send me this thing smells? I'm sending it back. The answer is no, we don't. And so off I go and say, I don't want this, take it back. I mean, this is really a place where most people would not do that. And I want to ask you, what is it going to take in your vision with the play? What do you hope the level of awakening might be, uh, uh, Nicholas? That is a loaded question because yeah. it really it really involves the whole state of our consciousness as a human being. Yeah. Um, what will it take for us to look in the mirror and finally reveal the truth about ourselves? Mm-hmm. And it would take uh, something that has never been done. For instance, no American president has ever stood before the American public and said, we did something horrible to the Native American Indians, and we must finally say we're sorry and make reparations for it. No president has ever been willing to do that. And because of that, our consciousness has been riddled with guilt that is going to damn us forever until we finally tell the truth. Well, the same is true of all of us. Until we finally reveal the truth about ourselves, we're lost. There is no refuge from ourselves, whether on a national level or an individual level, company level. We finally got to reveal the truth about ourselves. And that's what the play is all about once again. We, we have to finally get down to that basic marker. What is the truth about America? Mm. For instance, now, we're getting our two primary candidates um, talking at each other about uh, whether America is great. Every one of these people wants to point out America is great. America is going to be great again. But what's going to make us great? Only by revealing the truth and dealing with it, instead of being polarized and encapsulated within our own personal needs, we're going to finally have to buckle down and reveal the truth. And that's what the play is all about. And because of that, the responses from people can be pretty negative. People don't want to do that any more than Taproot Theater wanted to rent the theater to us. People mm-hmm. want to keep away from that truth because it would finally force them out into the open where they'd have to do something. And that's the difference. We don't want to do things. We are not a hardworking society that we'd like to believe we are. Um, we have so many people who behave like flakes, who don't like their work. Why? Because they're used to getting fixes. That's why we run to the doctor for pills. We want a quick fix for everything instead of 
recognizing we have to work. How did we get through the Second World War? Everyone had to go to work. Men, women, children, everyone was working. And we were proud of ourselves in that light. Today that doesn't go on. We want a free ride. We want a free lunch. And it's not going to work. It's just going to lead us back into that dark hole again. You know, I think one of the things that uh, I've talked about a lot, I've talked about this a lot in, in 13, 14 years, is that there's a level of, of trust that we build. And it's very difficult for us to go through uh, levels of mistrust, broken promises. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the promises that we get to make to ourselves. You know, if there is a change we want to see, what is it that we truly have to be? We'll, we'll be right back with the show. United States of China by Nicholas Vasily, a must-see theatrical experience for those of you out there. Again, it's in Seattle, preview the 7th of July. Lots of, uh, lots of information. I'll make sure I'll give you the websites. We'll be right back. My house in Budapest, mom, my hidden treasure chest, golden ground piano, my beauty focus D.O.U. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Pat. I wanted to tell you about a new, powerful, and compelling play by Nicholas Vasily. Coming to Seattle July 8th at the Palladium at Hales Brewery, the United States of China. On one hand, a dedicated American patriot who would give her life for her country. On the other hand, someone who has been battling the injustice and corruption of America most of her life. And she is as confused as any American could be about what she truly believes in. My play, The United States of China, is about the trial of Miriam Hopkins, who is a metaphor for all that America stands for. This is more than a play experience, it's a movement. It's a movement to create a new level of awareness. Knowledge is power, and we are powerful. Get your tickets today at americathestrong.com. The Doctor is in. Tune in to the hit show, The Psychic Love Doctor, with host Deborah Lee. Deborah's life affirming, highly perceptive reading method has taught Deborah how to zero in on specific problems with relationships, career pursuits, and current roadblocks to success and happiness. Join Deborah Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific and for a special broadcast the second Thursday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. My play, The United States of China, is about the trial of Miriam Hopkins, who is a metaphor for all that America stands for. It's the year 2018. America has become the United States of China. We've owed China trillions of dollars. We cannot pay, but consequently, we default. How long do you think it will take this financial empire to crash and crumble. Just like that. This is more than a play experience. It's a movement, a movement to create awareness and empower people to be in action. We are strong together. We will always prevail. Get your tickets today at americathestrong.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. My acres of a land I have achieved. It may be hard for you to stop and believe. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Thank you. Um, I, um, uh, you know, this is really one of those shows which I rarely get to do. And when I do a show like this and have somebody like Nicholas on, I'm reminded of my roots. 
I'm reminded of growing up in an era, and yeah, I'm a little bit older than most of you out there for sure, uh, Nicholas and I might be, but I'm reminded of growing up in an era where there were things that we had to come out and say that were literally maybe not popular, but things that had to be said to be where we are today in the world, to be where we're, we're at a place today where there are atrocities that we we can stand up for and say, no, that's not right. No, you cannot do that. But you know what? Those are not the atrocities that are in front of us now. It's way more subtle than that. You know, it's way more embedded in our culture. So today it is really for us to, re- to show everyone that there is a level of consciousness and, aware- and awareness. Um, Nicholas, what's the vision? Thank you so much for today. There is the ultimate vision. And uh, to preface that, if we stop and ask ourselves, what is wrong? When I'm looking at that, I ask myself, what's wrong? And what I come up with is so simple and so rarely ever mentioned. Something is wrong with our Constitution. It was written over 440 years ago. It has nothing to do with what's going on in our world today. Our founding fathers had no way of knowing what would be going on in the year 2016. Do they have any vision that companies, corporations, conglomerates, lobbyists would be controlling our freedom and democracy, would be taking away the whole idea of we the people and turning it into we the bosses, we the companies, we the billionaires. So now we have all these candidates shooting their mouths off about this, that, and the other thing, and no one bothering to say, hey, we can't do it. The truth is, if we had a saint coming out of heaven, sent by God, who had all the intelligence, all the imagination, all the caring in the world, and placed him in the White House, he would be able to do nothing, because... We are stuck with a bill, a constitution written 440 years ago that is controlled by lawyers, by lobbyists, by companies, and they're not going to open the door for any change whatsoever. So the ultimate change has got to be a constitutional Congress that will finally rewrite the constitution so that we the people really are we the people, not we the companies and the bosses. That's the ultimate change. That's absolutely rock bottom. And unless that happens, and it will take 12 to 15 years of hard work, it won't change anything. You've got to remember also that the last time any major amendment was attempted, women's rights failed. Oh, yeah, it, it did. It, it failed. And we've got to incorporate that into a new constitution as well. Oh, but let's, that's the uh, let's, ultimate oh, goal. Okay, well, wait, wait. Let's start with this a minute. Do you know that there are people... Uh, well, but not everybody knows what you're talking about, Nicholas. You know, that not everybody knows that you're talking about an amendment for equal rights for women that doesn't exist, right? Right, exactly. No, no, they don't know. I'm, what I'm trying to say is women don't know that. I'm not even sure if I walked in the other office room and said to Jessica, Jessica, do you know that as a woman, young woman, you are, that you actually, by law, don't have equal rights? Right? And if you were to turn to Hillary Clinton today, and who's shouting about herself all the time, bragging about herself in America, you don't see her addressing that subject about why the Women's Rights Amendment failed and what she's going to do about it. That's not on her lips. Well, I'll tell you what. I, my vote is for Jennifer Lawrence and Amy Schumer and Patricia Arquette. Uh-oh, people. And how about Robin Wright? Well, why is why am I vote for them? Because here's something that's really interesting, Nicholas. Oh, my gosh. Did I know I was going to go in this direction? No. Now, let's talk about Hollywood. I have a very dear friend that spoke out back in the day when the movie E.T. came out for equal rights. As a result of that, the industry did not treat her well. Today, you have these same women that are speaking out. And trust me, if you don't think for one minute that their jobs, their pay scale, everything about them is on the line, well, Patricia Arquette's TV series was canceled. So you see, there is, for any of us out there, it isn't just about me going down and burning my bra again. Maybe we should do that again, Nicholas, right? Most of the young people say, we're not wearing bras, Pat. But you know, the point that I think we're saying here is, 
where did our voices go? I have to ask myself that question, Nicholas. I they really would, do. Taken, I ask would, myself we, on a regular we, we, basis. We put, we put on the blinders, and uh, it was taken away from us gradually over a period of time. It was mathematics. And when they built the leverage they needed through their power and their trillions of dollars and their resources, they stepped in and said, it's under our control now, and anyone who interferes is not going to get anywhere. And it's true. That's why the average person will turn to you and say, I really do care, but I don't think anything can be changed. What can I do? I can't do anything. That's the mindset with people. By the way, you mentioned Hollywood. The ultimate ultimate goal for the play is to see it made as a movie. It -hmm. cries out to be made as a movie because Mm -hmm. many of the things that we allude to on the stage cannot really be gone into in a comprehensive way because you need a movie setting to do that. So that's our goal. We're going to be uh, doing a video of the play in the first week of its presentation at Cornish Playhouse. And uh, I want to get that to Hollywood and people I know there, and mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get this underway to get the movie made as well. And again, we're talking about uh, something that we lose sight of, and that's our right in the United States, by the way, to empower ourselves. See, that right. is such a really cool thing, because if you're talking to my friends in a country that I'm not going to mention, and you say, listen, let, let, let me help you become empowered— What they're going to say is, listen, I just took a bullet to become empowered. Is that what you mean? No, that's not what we mean here. It's really finding a pathway back to who we truly are, to what our soul's calling us to really stand up for. Nicholas, thank you. One last question. One last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? And thank you. And again, folks, the United States of China, it's a play in Seattle. You're going to find out more from us. My, my final message, uh, and I think it's uh, appropriate to what happened recently, is my tribute to Muhammad Ali oh. as an example of a human being who stood up and believed in himself and demonstrated his determination to live life the way he believes in. He was ostracized for a long time. He sacrificed a great deal, but now is regarded as an icon throughout the world. And we should all find a way of doing that, because, and that's what the play is about again. Someone standing up for what they believe in. It doesn't matter if it's right, wrong, or crazy. You have to know what you believe in and go from there. And that's what the play is all about, and that's what my message is. Wow, thank you for today. And as I said, for those of you out there, if you want to find out more about it, go ahead and check it out. I'm going to make sure you have the website. Here you go, www.theusofchina.com. Certainly, you can go on Twitter, uh, US of China 2016. And of course, uh, Facebook, United States of China 2016, all of the above. If you've missed any part of the show today, it will play again in its entirety. Uh, on Transformation Talk Radio. Thank you, Nicholas. Thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you so much. My great pleasure to be with you. And all of you, thank you for tuning us in, turning us on. And yes, the answer to your question, yeah, in the future, we'll be giving out more tickets. All right, we'll see everybody. Have a, have a great rest of your day and stay tuned for another hour on Transformation Talk Radio. Let's go out and I can be saved. that I tried to swim The preceding audio was via a Skype call.